Are you looking to learn more about investing in the central Indiana real estate market? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Indie Real Estate Investing Podcast with TNH Realty, where we discuss all things related to investing in the central Indiana real estate market. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Indie Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Tallman with TNH Realty. We are a residential property management company that services the central Indiana market. I think today's podcast is going to be a fun one. I have two of our all star staff members with me today to review the Bigger Pockets Conference. It's more commonly known as BPCon, and that wrapped up just very recently in Orlando. Florida. Devin Hicks, Jake Knight, welcome to the show, you two. Thank you. Thank you. So we're calling this podcast the five big takeaways from BPCon 2023. So for our listeners, if you haven't heard of Bigger Pockets, first shame on you. You should. This is a resource that every investor should know about. Devin and Jake, you two have been members of Bigger Pockets for a while now. And I was thinking earlier this morning. If I had to describe bigger pockets to just the average person, how would I do that? So I've described it before as like this big resource of all this investment stuff. So I actually went to their website earlier this morning, hit the About Us link, and it, I'll just read you the headline real quick. I think it's there's some interesting stuff in here. So the, the main headline says, Bigger Pockets is a complete resource for anyone looking to succeed in real estate investing. Okay, big topic. But there's a subheadline which I think actually adds a lot more context into what this company is all about. It says, we offer content, tools, and a community of over 2 million members to help people avoid mistakes, learn valuable tips, find partners, deals, and financing, and make the best investing decisions possible. Bigger Pockets works hard to bring together real estate experts, newbies, and everyone in between to gain knowledge needed to reach their full potential. 2 million members. That's shock. That, that number surprised me. That's a big, big community. So in short, it's a community that, you know, there's a very active forum on there where investors can chat. I know you two are part of those forums. There's just a ton of online resources too on Bigger Pockets, like blogs, podcasts. There's even books that have been spun off by Bigger Pockets people that help people with investing. I've actually mentioned one recently. So in short, they just provide a mountain of information for investors. So if you don't know Bigger Pockets, go to biggerpockets.com, get involved. It's an awesome. They have a premium membership, but they also have a lot of you know free resources for people. It's an awesome, awesome community. And every year, I don't know when this began, honestly, but the last several years anyway, they've had a conference where they bring industry experts in to speak. It also provides a lot of opportunities for networking. In fact, I'd argue, and I think you guys have said as much, that the real value in conferences isn't necessarily sitting and listening to a keynote or the breakout session is about meeting people, building those relationships, because that's where I think real business can be done. So this year, we decided to to, to join our people, right? And I think that these people are, are investors throughout the country. We consider them our people. We wanted to get in that mix of people. So we sent four staff members down to Orlando to mix it up with investors and tell them all about Indianapolis. So just Caveat, I was not among those four staff members, but Jake, you and Devin, along with Rosie Bird's and from our brokerage and Chris Herring from our brokerage, you guys made the trip down to Orlando. And we're here to talk all about it. 
So let's get into it a little bit. This is the first time either of you, either of you went, I know. So just, I'll start with you, Devin. Give me your general impressions, quick sentence or two, top headline for you of Bigger Pockets 2023. Yeah, I would say excitement. There was a lot of people and every single person there was just excited. And, you know, everyone has kind of the same mindset. They're there for the same thing, excited to be there, excited to meet other people. So yeah, just walking through the hallways in between sessions, there was just really good energy. So yeah, just excitement about real estate investing is kind of my first first impression. All right, Jake, your thoughts? Yeah, funny enough, I was going to say the same thing. The most noticeable thing with the people that you interact with, it's it sort of has the veneer of a fun way of investing your money and a fun thing to learn about, you know, physical mm -hmm. asset in a market that you're either in or you're not in. And, you know, to learn more about that, further your financial goals and how excited people were to just kind of get out there and meet people and learn as much as they can about what that looks like. So it's a really, really cool environment to be in for the few days that it went on. So it was neat. Yeah. It's like our people, right? I mean, this is the people that we <laughs> talk to all the time. It's nice to kind of and a lot of our, our conversations, frankly, are through Zoom calls, through phone calls, through emails, whatever. So it's nice to get, you know, face to face with some of these people, shake hands, rub elbows, so to speak, and, and really talk about investing. So the three of us met a few days ago, to kind of debrief the conference and, you know, come up with some content for this podcast. And it feels like, you know, we pulled out again to the title of the podcast, kind of five themes that we kind of pulled out of that that we want to talk about today. So let's Let's get into that a little bit. The first one, and Devin, you brought this up. I'll have you speak about it. We'll call this theme urgency. Seem to be mm -hmm. a big thing. So Devin, talk about the theme of urgency. Yeah, this is not a new concept. And I'm sure everyone has has kind of heard this sentiment, but I would I just feel like everyone I talked to, every keynote speaker, every breakout session, this was brought up at least once. And it's this just do it attitude. You know, a lot of people get stuck and, you know, maybe some apprehension, some uncertainty about diving into real estate investing. But one of the overriding things of this conference was you have to start, get a foot in. If you're not ready to pull the trigger on buying your own property yourself, try co-hosting an Airbnb, try partnering up with somebody, invest in a syndication, just just start somewhere. You know, you, you got to do something or you're never going to get anywhere. And David Green, who is a Bigger Pockets podcast host, he was definitely one of my favorite speakers, but he kind of summed it up. Right now in 2023, people are wishing they would have bought in 2020. And in 2026, people are going to be wishing they bought in 2023. So yeah. there's never a perfect time. There's never a best time to to start. You just, you have to do it. And so that really hit home with me. And that's a conversation I have with with clients too, you know, that are kind of in that analysis paralysis phase, I think. So yeah, that was definitely a big theme over the the entire conference that, that I kind of took away. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, I think, you know, not to get too deep in psychology, but I think as humans, we can always create excuses in our heads for reasons why we don't do something. And if you look at, so this right now, it's well, interest rates, it's just too expensive. You know, I, so I'm going to wait till interest rates. Well, good luck waiting. It's going to be a bit before they get back down to where they were a year or two ago. But, you know, a year or two ago, it was, well, prices are too high. There's too much competition. So I'm going to wait until, you know, this market cools a bit and then I'll get in. So 
there's there's a hundred reasons that we can create why we shouldn't do this. But if you are committed to do this, understand the wealth building that this can create. I totally agree. It's time to get off the sidelines. And I was interested too, Devin, because we talked about this a little bit. I was really curious what the feel would be down there about interest rates and things. And you guys say excitement. I mean, that's that's awesome to hear that. And you know, the fact that they sold this event out again, 2,500 people were there. To, it speaks to that there still is a lot of passion, a lot of excitement about real estate. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Theme number two, and Jake, you t- you'll talk about this because you, you brought this up, was about there's just a lot of normal people down there. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I've known this for a long time, but most of the people that we work with have families and they work a nine to five type job. And they're really just looking for investment opportunities to grow their personal wealth or retirement wealth or one client actually that is doing this for their kids' college funds when they grow up. And he's built a a pretty significant portfolio. And so you kind of walk around and there's peers. They just feel like you're walking around with a a lot of people that are just kind of looking to learn when nobody's really an expert. Nobody actually claims to be an expert, even the ones giving the speeches out there. They'll be the first to tell you that they kind of learned on the fly. They learned a lot from experience. And so you can't just attend one seminar and, and kind of learn everything. You kind of got to dig in. It's what Devin was saying with urgency. You just got to start somewhere and, and get moving on it. You can't just wait. You're never going to learn everything. So, um, you know, it's really kind of important, you know, to, to kind of take that step out there and learn as much as you can. And Yeah, I think, you know, we've all heard the news stories about corporations coming in and buying up neighborhoods and becoming a big player in the single family space. And they are. There's no, there's no question about that. But I do think it's nice and refreshing at some point to go into those conferences and see just average people, normal people that own one or two or three properties. This is still accessible for them, right? They can still buy properties in this market. And I think it's it's good to see that because there's so much talk about these corporations coming into towns, buying hundreds, if not thousands of properties. And yeah, it's good to see that, you know, the average Jane or the average Joe can still get in there and and buy properties and and make things happen. So, all right. Thanks for that, Jake. Number three was, Devin, you talked about a pretty, a lot of talk about a shifting away from short-term to midterm rentals. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. There was a lot of people that I interacted with anyway, that they currently do short-term rentals. There was a lot of breakout sessions about short-term and short-term rental investing and things like that. So definitely felt like uh, a large portion of people are kind of in this sector right now. But uh, in talking with people, kind of what I heard a lot is it's a lot of work. You know, it's constant. It's it's not very passive. You can get a manager, obviously, but a, a lot of these people self-manage their short-term rentals. So I just heard a lot of you get burnout. It's just constant turnover. It, it, it's a lot of management. So it's just not very passive. And then I don't have hard data on this, but I don't think it's any secret that the vacation rental Airbnb market has taken a bit of a hit in in some parts of the country anyway. So, you know, I know bookings are down in, in a lot of areas. And so I think that there's kind of a shift there too. So in this tough market, I'm just trying to think of creative ways to still make properties cash flow, make properties work. So I I did hear a lot of people start talking about kind of shifting into midterm rentals. 
which makes a lot of sense because if you already have a furnished short-term rental, it's a very, very easy transition, you know, and it's not as much, not as much turnover, not as much work. So it's a little bit less hands-on. So yeah, that was definitely something that a lot of people were talking about. Definitely had a few breakout sessions on that as well. You can charge charge more of a premium for a midterm rental than if you were just doing a typical mm-hmm. buy and hold. So, you know, you could buy a property and get a few hundred dollars more uh, a month. So that way, you know, the numbers just make a lot more sense. And then, yeah, you, you don't have the every weekend kind of turnover and having to deal with all of that. So, you know, you have longer stints of people staying and, you know, I'd say maybe arguably in some cases kind of pretty good quality people staying there, you know, a lot of like traveling nurse um, type people or corporate people coming in for short stints for their, for their companies. So, so yeah, it's definitely, I think it's a, I think there is a lot of opportunity there in a lot of markets and that was definitely something a lot of people were discussing. Yeah. You know, Jake, we got a, a lead this morning right before he jumped on here. I saw it pop in and we, we're getting these leads more often. It said something like, I currently have an Airbnb. I want to convert to a long-term rental. And we're doing, we've done a bunch of those this year. Indianapolis is not a vacation market. It's a great Airbnb market. I think if you talk to the, the big Airbnb operators around here, they'll say it's a really good market generally because we have a lot of conventions and things like that. But I don't think there's any question Airbnb bookings are down and I want to do a podcast on midterm rentals. I think it's an interesting niche, an interesting market, an emerging market. And I know a guy in town that does a lot of this and probably going to have him on soon to really dig into that midterm rental market. So, all right. Number four, Jake, you talked about there just seemed to be a lot of focus on building your team down there. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'll use the analogy since we're in Indiana basketball. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, you can have a team with just a point guard, you know, you need, you need two forwards, a center and a shooting guard, you know, and, and then you got to start in lineup. So real estate investing is not different. You, you need key people to help you make that investment as sound and learn as much as you can about the market you're in. Even if it's your local market, no one person's just, you know, an expert in everything. So you need a knowledgeable agent that knows the area that can either Kind of advise you on numbers, you know, and what the projection for that that area is, or a property manager that can that can tell you their experiences there and how they feel about that. Some kind of rehab team, usually. Every home's going to need some some level of maintenance when you buy it, or at least down the road, you know. And I'd always advise after you buy the property, it's too late to form that team. You really need to get that thing started as soon as you target a market. You know, get your team assembled to the best of your ability and go from there. But uh, that was a really uh, big emphasis there. And a lot of people are not investing in the market they live in, you know, so you really are pretty reliant on local professionals for the area that you're investing in. Uh, so, so that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. I actually just recorded, I think last week, a podcast. It's not out yet, but it probably will be out. Well, no, it won't. it'll be out after this one, I believe. We're going to put this one ahead of it, but about the, the, uh, importance of building that team. And I go into really a lot of detail about what I have 11 team members that I think investors should consider when they build a team, particularly if they scale up, right? And that's because I think a lot of people, like you mentioned, Jake, want to kind of run, want to run point on everything. But as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you're not going to be very successful if you try to do it all. There's just, there's just no way you can do it. So, all right. And then the fifth theme that emerged, Devin, and I was surprised by this. I think you were all surprised by this. Is that 
we all know Indianapolis is a great market. And we thought everybody knew that, but apparently they don't. So talk about that, Devin. Yeah, this was very surprising. I had quite a few conversations with investors that, you know, just kind of got talking about our market and kind of specific examples of deals we've done. And to my surprise, they were kind of shocked that you could find that here because, you know, in their market or market they've explored, you can't find anything close. And I'm not saying we have, you know, amazing unicorn deals by any means that we're finding every day, but relatively speaking to, you know, especially compared to a lot of these larger cities, bigger markets that these people were from, you know, you can invest a lot less capital here and and get pretty, you know, pretty decent returns. So, um, so yeah, you know, I, I definitely think I get desensitized because I'm talking to people about Indianapolis all day, every day. So it does feel like everyone just already knows about it. So yeah, I was very surprised, but I had quite a few conversations and yeah, it got people excited. And, you know, I think kind of piggybacking off Jake's last point, being able to explain to people what we do and the services we can offer. You know, I think some of these people were just never thinking about the option of investing out of the the area they live in because it just seems kind of out of reach or how do you do that? But, you know, once they learned that we can kind of do, you know, we can be their team, be, be your boots on the ground, can help you with everything start to finish. And these are the type of deals that we can find for you. People definitely kind of, you could see light bulbs kind of going off. And I've had people reach out, you know, since we've been back and wanting to talk more and learn more about the market and potentially start looking to to buy here. So that was, that was cool. And it felt good to know that we're not beating a dead horse and there's still people that want to learn about our market. So. Yeah. It's because the only people we really talk to are people that are in Indianapolis because that's why they reach out to us. So. Yeah, you're right. It's like when we get into the a mix of that 2,500 people, you know, I guess in hindsight, it's not overly surprising that there were some people that just really had no idea or thought about Indianapolis as a place to invest. So yeah, that's good stuff. It's kind of made us, I know, Devin, we've had some conversations like, should we do some things maybe differently to, to really talk about Indianapolis? We do a lot already. Our website's full of stuff about Indianapolis, but do we need to do some more specific things to uh, to show people how good a place Indianapolis is to invest? So well, that's great. Those are the five things. Just to, as we close up here, you guys have any good stories, any fun stories that you want to share? Devin, I'll start with you. Anything that kind of stood out as you want to talk about here? Yeah. Well, the closing keynote was Tarek and Heather Ray Almusa, and Selling Sunset is my guilty pleasure. So I definitely fangirled a little and Jake, Rosie, and Chris all were good sports about it. And we're trying to help me get as close to the stage as possible so I could see them talk. So that was pretty exciting, though. It was cool to be in the same room as them. And they honestly have a cool story. So it, it was cool to hear. I, I didn't know much of their backstory and kind of how they got started. And, you know, Tarek is obviously an incredibly successful real estate investor and flipper and has multiple TV shows. So, you know, he started from nothing and, and kind of built his way up. So it was actually a, a cool story as well. But yeah, that was that was pretty exciting. And I didn't know they were going to be there until pretty last minute. So that was a very fun surprise for me personally. Yeah. A little starstruck, it sounds like. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jake, anything stands out to you? Yeah, you won't find a happier guy than that Tarek fellow. Yeah, he he looks smitten up there. So yeah, kind of kind of connecting everything with kind of normal people building teams. You you do have to build a team because 
you're you're living your normal life. You can't do everything, you know, kind of connecting that. And when you're walking around and you're meeting these people, it's just, it feels like a small world. I don't think I was there the first day, a total of a half hour until somebody said, yeah, I walk by your office. I walk my dog, you know, by your office all the time. I know who you guys are, you know, and of course we'd never met him because he, he self-manages and does you know, his, his own rentals and he's mostly uh, short term, but he's turned some of his investment properties into some longer term rentals. A lot of his rentals happen to be in our neighborhood. So obviously we couldn't have known this, but I had another guy approach me and said, Hey, my son goes to IU invest in, you know, several different markets. You know, I'd love to, to learn more about your market. And I've got a call with him next week, actually, but just interesting, you know, the people you run into at this conference. So no, it was a, it was a really good time. We had a lot of fun and met a lot of cool people and yeah, we do it all over again. It's yeah. definitely worth the visit. Well, that's great. Hey, I appreciate you two coming on. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, for sharing your, your experience. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Same. We hope everyone's picked up some information that will help them in their investing. We'll be back in two weeks with another podcast. In the meantime, we encourage you to share this podcast with your investing friends leave us a review, and don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions. Until next time, thank you so much for listening and please stay invested in your investment.